This is BBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast, and my name is Point Blank Yvonne Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode, and thank you for always supporting this podcast, regardless of the fact that we haven't even gotten to the position where it's becoming a monetary thing. I, I am one of those guys who's comfortable with the fact that as the episodes keep going and the podcast keeps growing, I'm noticing that there's uh, different applications that have been added by Anchor. Thank God for Anchor. And when you look at that part that says money on the back end and you want to check how much money you've made, you know, for a fact, you haven't made any coins. But at the end of the day, the fact that the podcast is going is leading to even greater things as time goes by. And the freedom that comes with the liberties I have to in the content I create, I think it's only fair that we focus on the making of perfect content and, con- and stuff that's actually concise in that which you're trying to preach as far as my everyday endeavors. And it has been a minute before I post another episode, and that's because when you have so many things taking place side by side, you must take the initiative of not having to rush yourself into making an episode of a podcast and fail the people you're actually trying to target as far as your audience is concerned. I'm loving the growth I'm seeing with many of my other pals with the podcast that they're creating, the musical endeavors by some of my favorite acts, especially um, a gentleman known to most of the up-and-coming and up-and-rising rappers as uh, Trabouli, and Trabouli has new music coming out. There's, if you get the chance, go to to YouTube and check out his videos. He is one of the few acts who has actually made a conscious decision to go left field of what is supposed to be the trending sound and what is supposed to be the trending musical sound. If, any, if anything, I think he's probably our fastest rising potential festival act and when the time comes for him to do so he will greatly fulfill that which is his greatest obligation to us which i believe is being a force of nature and i am very proud of this young man and i can't wait to see what else he gets to do because if in covid times he could do what he's doing right now the possibilities he will have the moment he's given more chances to be less social distanced from his audience and because I'm speaking on, on on a hip-hop act, and in the last episode, I believe I also touched on a hip-hop act, the title of this episode probably had you guys worried, but it is born from a good place. And the good place is something I felt that it was time for people to actually come into realization and come into acceptance of. Because I feel, from the vague knowings I have of certain acts, I think we have got to address elephant in the room and even now is when i'm realizing the perfect visual for this particular podcast episode and i feel the elephant in the room is this one thing that may have ended up becoming the biggest downfall for the craft that is hip-hop i am not about to start blaming it on age brackets and age preferences as far as the music goes i'm going to touch on something that is more subtle than you expect it to be and it's something that ended up when carried and spoken on by people who hadn't really taken into consideration that which was the tool therein it got weaponized and i'll say this in every way shape and form since the initial stages of hip-hop when initially it was a matter of go dance go dj or go potentially rock the mic or become an mc or rock the streets and suffer the repercussions of poverty competitive nature comes with that in a clip that was being shared on youtube years ago by i think it was by complex uh it no longer exists and i feel sad that that happened i hope they bring them those clips back and is this series of interviews called magnum opus and magnum opus was basically interviews with recording artists who they speak on what 
the process was or how things went about some of their biggest hits. Uh, we have 50 Cent talking about patiently waiting. We have uh, um, Rule talking about uh, his biggest love song in his second album. And we also have Buster Rams talking about one of his biggest tracks, which was... Um, your hands or my eyes can see and he talks about from the sample and how that sample turned into the track and everything therein and in one of the clips and, and this weather part comes into this particular conversation in that particular clip he spoke on how there's a group of rappers in his, i think it is in his neighborhood or in his studio that they stayed near and <clears throat> sorry about that in this particular place they had uh names put on a wall and the names were potential names for whoever amongst the, the group there would be the best freestyle rapper at the moment. And then the collective would be made into a rap group. And they battled it out and spat their best rhymes. Not, I don't think it was necessarily against each other, but I wasn't in the room. So upon completing that, the person who ended up, the persons who ended up winning, they got the names leaders of the new school. And that became the band. So the competitive nature was always there. The aggressive angle of which you have to speak the most grimy rhymes or the most threatening rhymes or the most poetically potent lines that make the next man feel as if they shouldn't actually come out of their mouth and speak in a certain way. If you watched the DJ Cassidy compilation that he did for Pass the Mic and he had countless rappers who are now in their 50s. So like the first generation of rappers who actually made the architectural structure that led to what hip-hop music is today and when you hear what they speak on and, and some of the spits that they have especially the great the, the great big daddy kane and even in his rhymes it's a challenge to any person who would actually make the mistake of claiming that they would want to come out of their mouth and speak a certain way characters like muhammad ali also come into the into the fray when you think about how these particular rappers when they speak on the stuff they want to do and they speak on the stuff they want to articulate that the thing that actually falls them short is the fact that if you don't come correct with your bars you don't get respected as far as the greatest rappers of all time with the evolution of rap and the success that comes with it the laxity towards how quickly you could become successful was changed because of some things that ended up becoming industry necessities and i say that because i am not unhappy that music production music creation is as accessible as it is for example if my podcast for example the fact that i'm able to make this recording on audio and then i'm provided by anchor with background music music that would actually better suit what the episode's theme is supposed to be and when i put those things together it's perfectly mastered so you could perfectly me, hear me audibly and be able to to hear the, the music that actually works to complement the particular message i'm trying to say and the particular tone i'm going for in the episode that is proof of range as far as what is possible on the internet and it's all on one specific web page and so that's a plus. So the mastering of music is a plus. The production, of course, I have to still worry about how beats are made and stuff like that. But since we now access so softwares that actually make it possible for you to chop up and sample music and make music even faster, you don't need to have a band that makes the music for you unless you're this great savant of a person who you actually have the ability to make music and make beats from scratch. So you even are in a greater degree of advantage in that which you're able to create. When you put two and two together, especially when it comes to those particular terms, it makes it of great value that it is now possible for more people to be able to go into the field and compete. And some of them don't have to be battle tested or battle tried to be able to do it because in the time when I was coming up in hip hop, and that was the early 2000s, uh, or should I say the mid 2000s as far as the first 10s, and it was 
in 2004, 5, and 6 is when I started finding my own way as far as rap was concerned. And I came through that which was the doctrine that existed before, which was you went into a room, you battled anybody in the room. If you left the room as the greatest battler and the battler supreme, you became the person to look to when it comes to freestyle rap. Next thing you know, you have to take those skills and sharpen them in regards to how you can rock a crowd. Because it's one thing to have enough rhymes to rip the next man apart, but if you can't put a hook together, that changes. In any place where I was actually standing with other rappers, my main position or my main uh, look for look to as far as my asset in the room was I'm able to come up with hooks very very easily. So some of those times we'd make things happen in such a short turnover, and the songs would actually end up becoming some of the greatest songs we'd ever create. Uh, like there's one track we never put out called. Uh, billion dollar charm or billion dollar smile and since it didn't come out it still made me very happy that i was able to make that recording so manjaro will decide when that track is actually put to the world and in what way it is achieved and big up to checkmate who's also releasing music in 2020 and making things become very even greater in time and he too is battle tested and battle tried and he's a beatbox and he's also a, a drummer so he has taken his music to a whole other level evading anything that would actually stand in his way because he's battle tried and battle tested the reason why all this feels as if I'm giving too many um, accolades to certain individuals is because I feel the certain individuals who's been speaking recently based upon their personal experiences, but I feel they're kind of watering down something that eh, there's no clean and luxurious way to put it. And I'm going to use a reference which I could be wrong, but if I am wrong, please, 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 please hit me up and tell me exactly where I'm wrong. Because this part, I feel, is very important. I heard of, and I'm breaking my own rule again, I was speaking on a person who's actually in, who was in the news in the last two, three weeks. I heard of the idea that uh, because of how toxic the world of social media the world of media in general has been towards certain rappers that these particular rappers chose to quit the hip-hop industry and even in the times that they're quitting the hip-hop industry it is looked at based upon the monetary gain why we shouldn't be so sorry for this person and that's not the part i'm actually going towards i feel these individuals have with prior uh, experiences as far as how to deal with internal demons in regards to uh, anxiety, depression, and things like that. They have been the perfect vessel to speak to the audience that suffers that more aggressively than the next man. And I have a degree of compassion because I've had one or two phone calls from not, not just siblings, but also from friends of the anxiety they feel. And I feel as if the retirement of logic is something that is born not because of the pressures that come from outside but the pressures effect within and i say that without a, uh, uh, a degree in psychology or knowledge of his psychological state but i've heard one or two songs by him i heard his initial mixtapes back in the day and in the little that i knew about him and until i've spoken to him 
if at all, I've, which I've never spoken to him. And the little, the little that I've actually been spoken to about him and the visuals that I love that his artist of choice who's actually been making most of his cover material, I am very, very much in love with that person's work. And though I wasn't able to engage with them in social media because I know they're very, very busy with the work that they create, I feel because of the whole idea of social distancing and the whole idea of being in heavy degrees of cabin fever, I look at logic like Macbeth. And I, I, I haven't really fully internalized Macbeth because I have a hard time with that much melancholy. And it's something about the person who wins, I think their first reaction once they win is to be sad about it or be low because of it and that really really bugs me sometimes because i feel like in many cases like with all things that come into fruition and all things that come into existence it's a double-edged sword because with this double-edged sword you end up becoming this particular person who without wanting to you you spew words or speak words that end up failing that which is your greatest gift when i look at logic and all he's been through as far as his life goes and i don't know the bits and pieces of his life because of his rapture interview on a netflix series and that rapture interview showed me that this young man defied all odds went through the darkest the deepest and darkest of turmoil for any person to go through in their 20s and with that with the small core friends he could find in the midst of all that darkness he found happiness he found marriage and even though it's speculated i don't know if, i don't know if it's fact because i don't follow people's lives i prefer just following their craft and the journey their craft gives me the fact that the social media world constantly requires content you end up seeing more and more about these people revealing their lives to us and because they're revealing their lives to us we, get, we don't get the chance to have a break for them and they don't have a break from us because they're saying if you can't monetize or if you can't utilize this constant engaging of 24-hour existence with each other online you won't be able to make enough of an impact much later and it's one of those things where it's a it's a pool i don't want to get sucked into because as much as I love creating content, I love putting content out there, and I love like, my podcast, for example, I love that even in my absence for a month, I can put out a couple of episodes back to back, and I could have an average of 10 listeners of these particular episodes readily accept or move towards that which I'm putting out. And these are the things that I find of greater value because I think it means that what I created when I created it with the perfect intent of creating it is being given the right objective listenership which is the case i'd like to argue for yes it's one thing to go through a downward spiral and have social media speak of you in a dis in a disparaging way and and shut you down and push you down and put you down but when somebody is raised off of the idea of tabloids when somebody is raised off of the idea of all news is good news or all content is good content or controversy is still news and it's still an advantage it's a plus when you come from that kind of an existence you should also be aware of that which comes with it the reason i bring the comparison with macbeth is i remember watching a clip which of a movie i really need to finish and it's michael fassbender playing macbeth in accordance to the shakespeare play and he has won a war he has a crown on his head but he's drunk out of his mind and he's just low 
you've succeeded but you're not happy that you succeeded you loathe your success you can't sit around your own success i know that feeling because i've had that feeling once or twice a couple of times when i've had breakdowns and i didn't want to be able to speak to anyone i was just tearing up and shedding tears so aggressively around my friends and i'm so drunk at the time i almost got into a confrontation that was almost physical where fists were involved i remember by the time i sobered back up i realized you shouldn't have gone out to drink you shouldn't have been involving yourself in trying to find validation for the work you create because you haven't taken time to rest a restless mind never gets the time to actually decompress and then come back and speak i'd never let myself do that and it always used to come back and backlash on me so i'm trying as much as possible thank god for 2020 for giving me this particular task that i have to handle i'm trying to never speak when i'm having this feeling where i feel like i'm not enough i feel i'm not fulfilling anything just take a nap but this is for me I, this is what i do for me and when i look at all that and i look at the pressures that come with people wanting you to do something based upon their time and upon their executions and it's based off of some monetary return that they'd like to have with you and some of them are saying it based upon some monetary return that they feel that they're obligated to have with you the individuals i've had around me for almost a decade now those who've actually lasted this long is because even when they say yo you have to move faster it's based off of my only noticing fully that they wouldn't say that unless i wasn't moving fast enough and they have every right to say what they say so those people i never lash out at them but anybody else who's a johnny come lately and they bring that up they don't get a say in the matter and if anything when i look at logic's situation and and i'm not even sure how he's going through it or how much of a weight it's been and i know this may come off as if i'm i'm piggybacking off of his struggles to try boost my my podcast but i'm using him as the sounding board in regards to how i'm seeing the melancholy that exists and i still go back to a phrase i heard from irv gotti in an interview that he did and the phrase was killers kill and that phrase was just a reference in like metaphorically speaking in regards to how when you go into a mic situation or you go into a recording situation whoever has the best bars that that guy becomes the heavyweight in the entire track we used to rank verses in accordance to if a collaborative track is happening so whoever's verse was the greatest that's that's the first that will mean the greatest verse ever it's why when you think about punchline kibao if you started the song with the verse by Johnny Vigetti you want to going to listen to the rest of the track and if you're going to take another example if you look at the song with the lyrical assassins with bamboo the biggest mistake they made is put bamboo on the first verse because the moment you do that no one else's verse was actually strong enough to, to match that no disrespect to the other rappers but you guys got washed on that track so killers kill and when i look at the metaphors that come from hip hop as far as those kind of things that we tell ourselves and how every time we use battle tactics and we use battle uh, um, uh, ideologies or even war tactics and war strategies it's because when you come from a world where everything feels like you have to fight for it the only way to survive the actual world is to take those tasks at hand and to take them with the seriousness and the ferocity that they require
you can't go out and complain that things are too thick for you to actually handle when you actually chose the obligation of being a fighter in a world that has a lot of hyenas gorillas wild animals tarantulas and of course we've got a couple of serpents that are going to bite your head off first chance they get even in my case when it comes to the fact that i actually took the time to learn how to be a battle rapper it's because i never had self-confidence and had to find my self-confidence the only way i could was to reach deep down inside into that dark wolf that i could find and i found that dark werewolf and when i I take that in and i move forward and i start attacking situations beat my artwork beat my raps beat my events beat my performances beat my radio show when i'm doing all these things i'm coming for your throat every step of the way i will be cordial with you i will shake your hand we'll treat it like old war tactics we will speak cordially on the middle of the, of the battlefield there will be no shooting from the range in the distance i'm coming at you guerrilla warfare i'm going to treat you like what i treated the next man with and if you come at me and i find that they have a degree of advantage and i see the advantage is being born from the fact that you have copious numbers of people around you scorch earth principle will make sure that everything that actually feeds everyone around you to make them feel like you're the one to turn to i will burn everything to the ground and let's see how long they can stay without having a meal that's the kind of thinking I go into when it's time for me to actually attack and make the very, very best. And some of the things I've just described right now may creep you out, but trust me, the idea that killers kill is not for a bad purpose. If there's something you love passionately and there's something that you actually feel in your soul, in your gut, in your being, that it gives you the freedom and privilege and happiness and then you succeed in that thing, try, take a nap and take it in. 2020 and late 2019 were the times I've taken aside to learn how to take in successes and really, really immerse myself in how great I can be. The birth of this podcast was in a time when I started finding those resolutions making so much sense. It's why I so much enjoy being in my 30s because I think the one thing I've heard most people paraphrase is when you hit 30, nothing much really sticks to your chest. You let it flow and roll over your back. But if you dwell too much, well, that's another story i may touch that in the next episode of the podcast but for now i'd like you all to just take into consideration what i speak on let's have a back and forth feel free to do so my handle on twitter is p blank ivumbi as one word no dots anywhere in between and you could actually hit me up and we could speak if you want to hit me up on instagram just type point blank ivumbi you'll find me there if it's facebook point blank ivumbi i'm point blank ivumbi everywhere wherever you feel comfortable hit me up and let's speak about this some more I feel it's important for us to be attack dogs and it's important for us to actually put our guards up and put our dukes up when it's time to fight. And when it's time to chill out after you're successful, actually chill out. Melancholy is very comfortable, especially in times where you have to be socially distanced. In a, in a way that I've actually heard from a documentary I've watched recently, it is said that art sometimes requires solitude to be created. No one knows that better than I. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. God bless. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Keep your hands clean. Keep everyone you love close to you. Tell everyone you love you love them. Until next time. Uno.